0: After an ambitious start, the long-awaited Augur prediction market is losing steam. Good evening, I'm Bailey Reitzel, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you the top stories from August 8, 2018. State Street is looking to adopt blockchain technology for securities lending, but that's if internally they can all get on the same page. And the Bitcoin ETF decision has been postponed until September. But first, a word from our sponsor, Saeed Business School at the University of Oxford. You can now study blockchain entirely online with Oxford University's Saeed Business School. Find out more about the six-week online program that gives you a fundamental understanding of blockchain and its implications and effects on your business strategy by visiting OxfordExecBlockchain.com. Where have all the Augur users gone? Right after its release on July 10th, highly anticipated decentralized application, aptly called a dApp, Augur surpassed CryptoKitties as the most popular dApp. But shortly after that breakout, its numbers started waning. Now the dApp only sees about 24 users a day, down from 300 users per day at its peak. The project's founder, Joey Krug, told Coindesk that there may be two possible reasons. First, the World Cup gave the prediction market a big boost in July, as such, hold out for another big event that people want to place bets on. And more generally, people are holding out until the user experience and functionality is smoother and more robust. Yet, Ryan Berkmans, the co-founder of a website monitoring Augur's data, says that there may be another problem, that being a lack of liquidity in most markets. As such, Berkman's and his team at predictions.global built a feature that allows users to sort through Augur markets by liquidity. We'll be digging into this story more with CoinDesk reporter David Floyd later on in our segment. State Street insiders are split over a key blockchain use case. State Street, the giant US-based custody bank, is looking to use blockchain for securities lending. But among the bank's top management, there's disagreement over whether that's the best idea. Nick Delicaris, head of global trading and algorithmic strategies at State Street, believes that the whole industry is looking forward to -to peer-to-peer securities lending. But also among the bank's ranks, Doug Brown, head of alternative financing solutions at State Street, doesn't agree. To Brown, the market just isn't ready to develop blockchain systems, spend funds on that, and transform their operations. While a blockchain-based model could make it cheaper to borrow securities, it might also leave participants without risk protection. To the latter point, in such a scenario, the counterparties would need to do the due diligence themselves on each other, and if the borrower in the transaction fails to return the borrowed assets, the lender might be out of luck. But an expert at another bank, that bank being ING, believes the industry could come up with a middle ground solution. So we'll keep an eye on this as it develops. Lastly for today, the SEC delays the VanEck-Solidex Bitcoin ETF decision. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has delayed a decision on a proposed Bitcoin ETF by VanEck and SolidX. On August 7th, the agency published an order postponing the decision until September 30th. Money management firm VanEck and crypto startup Solidex submitted their proposal in June, starting a wild discussion, which had many thinking the Bitcoin price would pump on news of an approval. Through mid-July, more than 100 comments were submitted to the proposal. The decision by the SEC comes shortly after that regulatory agency rejected a Bitcoin ETF proposal by billionaire brothers Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Will the SEC decide differently this time? We'll be following that story closely as the decision date approaches. And before we talk more about Augur, just a reminder. The most important conference in crypto comes to Asia this fall. CoinDesk's Consensus Conference lands in Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore, September 19th and 20th. Register today at coindesk.com/events. And now, we're here with Coindesk reporter David Floyd to talk about the declining interest in Augur's prediction markets. So, David, you've been covering Augur since they launched in early July. Overall, what's been the feeling around the launch? Well,
1: you know, to back up, Augur held an ICO three years ago. So, there was a lot of anticipation around this. Um, you know, they were testing for two years, uh, which is great, because everything's worked really well. So, so that's good. But, um, you know, people were, people were just really excited for this. So right when it launched, uh, that's when Augur really like attracted a lot of users right off the bat. You know, they had close to, I think, 300 users, you know, that first day, which um, doesn't sound like a lot outside of blockchain world. But it is for a decentralized application. So and you know, they passed crypto kitties, Uh, they they really seem to be taking off. Um, But that first day is when usership peaked. So since then, they've been kind of falling off. And, uh, you know, there are a couple potential explanations for why. But yeah, I guess enthusiasm is starting to become a question.
0: Yeah. So the co-founder he had mentioned to you that it seems the launch during the World Cup was one of the big reasons there was all this hype on the platform. Um, do you agree with that take, or you said there's a couple different possible possibilities for why it's fallen off?
1: Sure. Yeah. So that was one thing uh, that he mentioned, and I think that 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 definitely makes sense to me. You know, early on the most uh, the markets with the um, the most bets on them and the most sort of trading definitely had to do with the World Cup, and then things like the price of ether, which is uh, still definitely a big market on Mm -hmm. Augur. But um, yeah, you know, without like a huge sporting event or like big elections going on, I I guess maybe people are just looking for things to bet on. Um, Couple other reasons, Uh, one that Joey brought up is potentially uh, the issue that it's just kind of hard to use part of that is just the fact that it's based on Ethereum. So you have to go out there and buy some Ethereum, you know, uh, potentially like hook your debit card up to Coinbase or whatever you have to do to do that. And then, you know, you have to download a bunch of uh, a bunch of information from the blockchain, you know, a few hundred thousand blocks, I think. It took me a few hours. So it's um, you know, it's it's not necessarily something that you can do really casually and uh, then the kind of user interface is still a little complicated um, but, you know, Joey said he's not terribly worried about that uh, just it's a really young platform and, you know, he said a lot of people probably were really excited and came by and tried it out and said this is cool but it's difficult and I'm gonna wait for smart people to uh, you know, make it easier to use and they'll come back in six months so that could be right.
0: And so, what are the strangest bets you've seen on Augur so far? Uh,
1: this is a uh, this is a fun one, and also not a fun one. Um, so, yeah, does God exist? Was one I liked. Uh, um, one. Yeah. So the you know the deal with Augur is that it's supposed to be based on uh, things you can verify in the real world. Um, so uh, a lot of people because it's you know, the internet and people are trolls are doing things that you probably can't verify in the real world. So there are a couple of versions of Does God Exist? Um, another one- people
0: are betting on that market?
1: You know, I haven't checked back on that one recently. I saw that someone had put in an order for, I think, yes. So I don't know if anyone, uh, you know, you sort of buy and sell shares. So I don't know if anyone took the other side of that bet. Okay. Um, another good one was is the answer to this question no so you know, something along those lines, I forget how it was phrased exactly. Uh, and then there are some ones that aren't necessarily quite as fun because they have to do with um, things like epidemics and terrorist attacks and mass shootings and um, individual uh, assassinations for, you know, named, politicians and, you know, entrepreneurs and celebrities, and right. um, that's rude.
0: <laughs> has um, has the industry come to any conclusion about those markets, so like the assassination markets or the epidemic markets? You know, is this good or bad, or is if we decide it's bad, is there a way to stop that kind of thing from happening?
1: Well, so for some of these, there's an interesting debate, because for something like an epidemic, it's almost... It could be considered a way to kind of like crowdsource, uh, you know, the perception of risk around something like a, um, you know, like a lesser known uh, but potentially dangerous virus like, you know, coming into, I I think specifically it was like the UK by a certain year. And, um, you know, maybe that can be useful information for like policymakers or somebody so. It's not always as dark as it sounds. I guess um, now, when it comes to basically taking out life insurance on someone else's life, or uh, you know, even potentially, you could see how these could be used to fund uh, murder. And so that is pretty universally uh, seen as a a really awful thing. Um, and there's been some interesting discussion about it because some people say, you know, that's the nature of the beast with decentralization. Sure. Other people say that there are things we can do about it. Um, I've seen it argued that actually there's ways built into the Augur protocol for, you know, um, reporters, the, the people who uh, basically are, are designated to say whether an event Happened, you know, or not, or how it happened. Like mm-hmm. you, to report the result, uh, they can declare a market invalid. Okay. And um, so that's one potential way uh, to to deal with that. But yeah, the conversation is very interesting.
0: What is maybe the next big event coming up that you think um, could spur some users to get back on the Augur platform?
1: Hmm. Well, maybe this is my uh, U.S. bias, so sorry, international audience. But you know, we have midterm elections coming up. Uh, primaries are already starting, so that could be one. Um, you know, I, I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some MLB. You know, uh, baseball markets around. So you know, uh, there's there's always sports. It's not always it's not always the World Cup. Uh, it's not always that exciting, but. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing to see some of, the, um, some of the work that's being done, not necessarily on the platform itself, although they are constantly putting out new versions, so that, that's good too, but on sort of applications and, you know, sites and things built around it, like there's this ecosystem that's coming along. There's this one site, uh, predictions.global, and they just rolled out this feature where you can sort of track the liquidity, uh, you know, like whether someone's out there like potentially able to take your bet if you want to bet on a market uh because otherwise it's not very useful um the uh founder of that site told me uh, when i was talking to him about this article he compared it to basically a grocery store you know if uh if the owner of the grocery store doesn't expect anyone to come and buy food, they're not going to put food on the shelves. And if no one expects the grocery store to have food on the shelves, no one's going to go shopping there. So that's the liquidity issue. And that wasn't really visible. You couldn't right. tell right. Uh, yeah. whether so the market was, had that or not. So
0: It's the same old chicken and egg problem that crypto and basically everything else, all technology sort of has to deal with. Sure. So thanks very much, David, for Thank coming you. on. you. Late Confirmation is brought to you by the Saeed Business School at Oxford University. Master blockchain strategy online with a six-week Oxford Blockchain Strategy Program. The program gives you a foundational understanding of the core concepts of blockchain. You'll gain insights into how it will affect the future of your industry and organization, drawing on expert opinions and multiple blockchain use cases, allowing you to develop a strategic roadmap to incorporate blockchain into your business. Find out more at OxfordExecBlockchain.com. And for more on today's stories and to subscribe to our newsletter, check out Coindesk.com and follow us on Twitter at Coindesk. Plus, if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For Coindesk, I'm Bailey Reitzel, and this has been Late Confirmation.